Welcome to the Knox Presbyterian Church Podcast. We hope this is a blessing to you. Let's jump into the sermon. So I am very grateful that I got to experience the joy of leaving my children here last night amongst the 80-some kids. I can neither confirm nor deny the sound of squealing tires as parents were leaving the parking lot, knowing that their children were well cared for uh, for three blissful hours. Uh, Dave and I went out to dinner last night with a couple of our neighbors, and we were swapping stories uh, war stories, really, of those experiences, you, and every parent knows this, of like, the thing you think is going to be like so fun and family and memories, then you plan it, and it like, none of it, right? Like, none of it goes according to plan. I do this to myself every year. I make a plan. I think this is going to be so fun, and it's so something uh, not fun. I, I uh, was remembering, there was a long story, but a few years ago, I was able to go to Disneyland without my children. I was there for a day, got a half-day pass, and me and a friend, you know, were running around the park going on rides, and as I was passing through kind of the center area where families were congregated, there was this large family there, and every child, I think, in the family was melting down, just losing it, and their father, trying very hard to hold it together, says something to, their, to the effect of, you know, to one of his kids, like, stop crying, we are making memories. <laughs> And as I walked past, I was like, yes, you are. (laughs) A few years ago, it was uh, the Friday night after Thanksgiving, and I I wanted to make some memories with our family, and and my parents were here visiting from out of town, and Eleanor was about two years old at the time, and I, I wanted to do something to get us all into the Christmas spirit. So if uh, getting into the Christmas spirit means getting stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic, finding a parking place in approximately eight miles from our intended destination, literally running from our car to intended destination to make it there on time, only to then just be jam-packed with, you know, thousands of strangers while we all waited in the cold. If that's what that means, then... Yes, we had the Christmas spirit. We got it. We found it. You know, we were going to see the, the Christmas tree in downtown Princeton be, be lit. That was the goal. And so we got there. We're standing there. We're waiting. And they light it up. You know, 32,000 lights or whatever it was. And it was there. It was blazing in all its glory. And we looked at each other and we're like, we got to get out of here. Like, Now. Because we knew all of these people that we were, you know, shoving with our elbows to, to have the Christmas spirit with, and the people who caused the traffic to get there and took all the parking spots, as soon as that tree was lit up, they were also leaving, and we did not want to get stuck in the traffic again. So we hightailed it out of there. We ran back to the car, got everybody in, strapped in their seatbelts, Eleanor in her car seat, and we start driving away, and little Eleanor, two years old, from the back just goes, Christmas is over! <laughs> If only that were true. You thought, no, not quite. But, you know, as I remember that story, I think how many of us can relate. You know, December 1st hits, and we are off to the races, rushing from one place to the next to the next, getting stuck in traffic, fighting for parking spots, elbowing through cranky crowds, and just doing our very best not to explode at the people we love the most. 
And before we know it, Christmas is over. And somehow we've missed it. Christmas has rushed in and rushed right on back out, and somehow we miss it. We miss Christmas. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I hope it brings you some measure of comfort to know that you're not the only ones. You're not the only ones who've missed Christmas. And in fact, there have been some who have done it every Christmas, all the way back to the very first Christmas. There were some who missed it. They missed Christmas because they weren't willing to go to Bethlehem. And I would argue that the same reason applies to us. We miss Christmas because we don't go to Bethlehem. This message has one point this morning. It's very clear. You can't miss it. And it's this. If you want to find Christmas, you've got to go to Bethlehem. If you want to find Christmas, you've got to go to Bethlehem. That gospel writer Luke tells us the story about how Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He writes this, he says, In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to, to, to deliver her child. And when she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. So on that first Christmas, the people who found Christmas they found it because they went to Bethlehem. And if we want to find Christmas, we would do well to go there as well. From the pages of the Old Testament, we know how important it was that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, for it was the town from which David came, King David. Jesus being born in Bethlehem shows his royal lineage. But it's interesting that God chose for things to be that way, because I will tell you, Bethlehem was nothing special. Bethlehem was just this small, working-class town full of shepherds and laborers and, and farmers. If you want to think what Bethlehem was like, back in the day, Bethlehem was kind of DeKalb. Like... <laughs> No shade to anyone who is from DeKalb. Don't send me a nasty email telling me all the wonders of DeKalb. I have been there. It was lovely, and I don't need to go again. Like, DeKalb isn't the place that anybody's dying to visit. DeKalb is not the place, like, if you get on the prices right and you win the all-inclusive, all-paid vacation, they're not sending you to DeKalb. Am I right? That's Bethlehem. Nobody chose to go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem wasn't on anybody's bucket list. The only thing special about Bethlehem is that that's where Jesus was born. That's where Christmas was to be found. But still there were some who missed it. And that's just because they weren't willing to go. King Herod 
he missed Christmas. He was literally right up the road, but he wouldn't leave the creature comforts of his castle to descend to lowly Bethlehem. So Herod missed Christmas. The religious leaders, they of all people should have been there. They're the ones who knew where the Messiah was to be born. It was written all over their scriptures. The gospel writer Matthew, when he tells us the story of Jesus' birth, he tells us specifically that the wise men, when they were seeking the Christ child, they went first to the religious leaders in Jerusalem and they asked them where the Christ was to be born. And those leaders, they knew. They told them they were able to quote in Bethlehem of Judea. They knew all the right things in their head. But that head knowledge couldn't find its way down to their hearts. And so they stayed put in Jerusalem. They wouldn't go to Bethlehem. So religious leaders, they missed Christmas. And finally, the innkeeper. He missed Christmas too, and it happened right outside his door. But he couldn't take the time to step out of that door. Now, he was too caught up in the commotion of the busy night, and so caught up in that commotion that he turned away a man and his very pregnant wife. Luke tells us that there was no place for them in the inn. In truth, there was no place for them in that innkeeper's heart. He was the closest to it. But because of the, the pressures of work and the demands on his time... Well, he missed Christmas. It was true then, and it is all the more true now. If we want to find Christmas, if we don't want to miss it, then we have to go to Bethlehem. Well, it was December 24th, 1865, when a pastor from Philadelphia learned just how true this was. His name was Philip Brooks, and he was the pastor at Church of the Holy Trinity in Philadelphia from 1862 to 1869. In those years, he grew that church from just a few faithful followers to standing room only on a Sunday. As Holy Trinity grew, so did Brooks's fame. He was well known around the nation for his powerful preaching and his outspoken views against slavery. But as his ministry grew more and more successful, Brooks found himself getting more and more exhausted, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The country was deep into the Civil War, and everyone knew somebody, somebody who had either been gravely injured or, or killed in battle. And everyone was weary, so people were coming to church, and they were looking for help. They were looking for hope, and they were looking to their pastor to provide it. But week after week, Brooks felt less and less able to give his congregation the peace that they so desperately needed. When the war finally did end, the visibly fatigued pastor began to feel a tiny bit of relief, but it didn't last long. Within days of that declaration, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. And of all people, people, Pastor Philip Brooks was the one who was asked to come to Washington, D.C. to preach for the president's funeral. 
So digging deep, Brooks found the right words for the occasion. He literally gave it everything he had. And when that sermon was done, he was done. He had nothing left. So that following Christmas, Brooks knew that he had nothing to give. And he knew that that he was at risk himself of missing Christmas. So he stepped down. He took a sabbatical. And he left the United States to take a tour of the Holy Land. So there he was, Christmas Eve, 1865. Brooks found himself surrounded, jam-packed into the city of Jerusalem with all these other tourists. And he felt this urging. He needed to get away from the crowds. And so he rented a horse and just rode out into the desolate countryside to be alone with his thoughts. Though he didn't know it at the time, it was dusk that Brooks was about to find Christmas. Under a clear sky, as the first stars began to emerge, he rode into the still tiny, still very remote village of Bethlehem. And as he rode, he recalled the story of the birth of the Savior. And by being present in that place of Jesus' birth, Brooks was able to add vivid detail to this familiar story from Christmas. The great speaker was all but speechless as he considered the heavenly king being born in such humble surroundings. There, on the streets almost still yet unchanged since biblical times, in Bethlehem, Brooks found Christmas. He would later tell his family that the experience was so overwhelming that it would be forever singing in his soul. Upon returning home, it took years for this prolific writer and speaker to find the words to express just how meaningful his experience in Bethlehem was. It wasn't until three years later, Christmas 1868, that he finally found the way. Recollecting that powerful night, Brooks sat down to write, and the words of a poem just flowed out from him. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee. Tonight. If you want to find Christmas, you got to go to Bethlehem. Philip Brooks discovered this truth literally in actual physical Bethlehem, but we don't have to book a plane ticket to do the same. For us, Bethlehem can be anywhere. If you want to go to Bethlehem, all you have to go do is go where Jesus is. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which is to say Jesus was born in utter poverty. Jesus was born on the fringes. Being born in Bethlehem, Jesus joined the ranks of the lost and the lonely, the hurting and the homeless the friendless, and the forgotten. 
Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And we will find him, we will find Christmas if we go there too. Oscar Romero, who was the Archbishop of the Catholic Church in San Salvador in the 1970s, wrote these words. He said, no one can celebrate a genuine Christmas without being truly poor. The self-sufficient, the proud, those who, because they have everything, look down on others, those who have no need even of God, for them there will be no Christmas. Only the poor, the hungry, those who need someone to come on their behalf will have that someone. That someone is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Without poverty of spirit, there can be no abundance of God. You know, we talk at Christmas about how Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And it's true. Jesus is God with all of us. He came to share and to show God's love with us all. But we miss something of that love. We miss something of Christmas when we stay home, when we keep ourselves comfortable. So if we want to find Christmas, we got to go to Bethlehem. And I'll close just by telling you a story of what that looked like for my family just a few years ago. It's just a couple days before Christmas. And I just knew, I could feel in my spirit, I was at risk of missing it. I'd just been busy with all the Christmas stuff, but I wasn't feeling it in my soul. What I was feeling was cranky, tired, empty. And somehow I knew I needed to get myself to Bethlehem. So Dave and I continued a tradition that my parents did off and on when we were kids. Dave pulled out his guitar and we put together a few Christmas carols to, to sing and play together. I put together a few plates of Christmas goodies and, and we got Eleanor, who was just six months old at the time, dressed up in her cutest Christmas dress. And we drove a little ways down to the local county-run nursing home. And we asked the staff there if we could visit some residents there who maybe didn't get a lot of visitors. People who maybe felt alone and forgotten at Christmas. So they sent us to about five different rooms and we shared our plates of cookies and we sang songs and we let Eleanor do that little magic thing that only babies can do. And I will tell you, we found Christmas. We found it particularly, most acutely, with Jack and Phyllis. Jack was a resident of the nursing home, and Phyllis, his wife, was there visiting at the time. And it was clear we didn't know what it was, but something had robbed Jack of his basic faculties. He had a hard time controlling his movements and was, had a lot of difficulty speaking. Clearly, he was a St. Louis Cardinals fan. He had paraphernalia all around his room, and as we were chatting with him, Dave let him know that he was a Chicago Cubs fan, and though it took some effort to get the words out, Jack told him, I won't hold that against you. 
And Jack and Phyllis seemed relatively pleased that Dave and I were visiting, but I could tell that Eleanor was the real star of the show. And I, I asked Phyllis if, she, if she'd like to hold Eleanor, and she said, oh, absolutely. You know, and I could tell. The cookies and goodies that we brought, they could take them or leave them. The, the, the beautifully perfected harmonies that Dave and I had, had worked on for the songs, that was fine. But this baby, she was the real star of the show. And as Dave and I sang Silent Night, I saw a different version of that little town of Bethlehem. Like all the paintings and pictures you see of the Holy Family with Mary and Joseph looking lovingly at the baby Jesus between them, I saw Jack and Phyllis absolutely transfixed by Eleanor. They didn't take their eyes off her for one second. And for a moment, they became that holy family. And as I sat and watched the three of them together, I found Christmas. So if you're like me, and you're still kind of waiting for Christmas to hit you, may I suggest you go to Bethlehem. Go where there are people in need. Go where there are people in pain. Go to somebody who needs to know that there's somebody who cares. It's not too late. Despite Eleanor's early proclamations, Christmas is not, in fact, over. Find Christmas in Bethlehem. Pray, ask God to, to show you where that might be for you. It might be visiting a nursing home or serving a meal in a homeless shelter. It might be coming alongside and listening to a friend who's in pain. It could be sharing the good news of the gospel with somebody who's never heard it. I don't know where your Bethlehem is. But what I do know is when you go there, you're going to find Christmas. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information on how to get connected here at Knox, please visit knoxprez.org.